Welcome back to Millennial's Guide to Movies, episode 27, and today we are going to be talking about a real 180 from, from last episode. <laughs> from last episode. joyous and happy with and dancing singing and, and singing. dancing, yeah. and you could really watch it repeatedly and feel okay about yourself, right. and this one is, we're going a little darker. <laughs> yeah, so if you want a movie that'll bring you down, these two ought to do it. <laughs> Although the Shawshank Redemption does have a, a good ending, like an uplifting But the ending. whole beginning to middle is pretty... Yeah, it's pretty, pretty dark. Yeah. So we're going to do a Shawshank Redemption and Seven, two Morgan Freeman movies. Mm-hmm. Love Morgan Freeman, don't mm-hmm. we? That's why he narrates all the nature documentaries. Yeah. Oh, he's got such a great voice. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're going to start off with Seven, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very dark movie. It's raining yeah. the whole time. I want to state, like, I've only seen these movies a handful of times, both ones, because yeah. they are so dark <laughs> and deep and long, yeah. but they are considered to be, like... Excellent. Yeah, yeah like, just well everyone loves them. They're classics, and Seven has the ending that you never see coming. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, if you haven't seen Seven, just... Probably want to deal with the lights on. Yeah, during uh, the daytime yeah. would be ideal. Yeah, with friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the plot tale. It's uh, a new detective, Brad Pitt, yep. in the big city, gets teamed with a veteran detective to track a serial killer who is committing murders based on the seven deadly sins. Right, and the veteran detective is Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like showing Brad Pitt the ropes, and the two of them don't get really get along, but they're working hard on this case trying to figure out who's killing people based on the seven deadly sins. The first one's gluttony. They find this big fat guy who's been fed to death, and you know it's just really gross. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting enough. There's a lot of death in the movie, but there's no like on scene murders except for the end. Yeah, uh, it's, it's more they show up after the crime has been committed. Yeah, so you don't actually see it happening, but just like it's so just in the gluttony one isn't there like cockroaches yeah, like yeah. everywhere yeah. i think i read that like and the actor for that had to like be around like live cockroaches yeah like, and it's very thing. dark it's like they shot the whole film like they were under a black sheet it's yeah. just a dark look and it's raining all the time and, and like they said like a big city it kind of gives me like gotham vibes yeah almost, you it's kind of like batman sort of you know yeah, that dark vibe yeah, yeah. but um eventually so there's this guy he's obviously crazy he's committing all these crimes Played Mor- by Kevin Spacey. Right. Uh, and Morgan Freeman's like the smart detective and Brad Pitt's kind of like the new dumb guy. Kind of more action based. Right. He doesn't really think. But interestingly, he's kind of like Andy Dufresne in Shawshank Redemption. He has a lot of hope that he's going to change things and be a good cop. And Morgan Freeman's more jaded, kind of like Shawshank Redemption, yeah. where he's like. He has similar role in both. Right. Like, you know, all right, youngster, calm down. This isn't a fun world. It's a dark world. Yeah. So that's kind of what I think the two movies have in common. Uh, what is the theme of this one, Taylor? Don't sin. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a serial killer might use your sin against you and kill yeah. you. Yeah, and like just, I don't even know how like, just the graphics for this movie and the set pieces are insane <laughs> and like just all the clues because you feel like you're in a you know, like in a murder mystery with them, you know, and you're like trying to figure it out. And all these people are killed in like terrible, terrible ways, like portraying to like what sin they committed according to this guy who like has notebooks of everything that they do. Yeah, every random thought. And he like uh, cuts the uh, thumb, the, the, uh, what do you call it? The fingerprints off his fingers so he won't leave any fingerprints. Yeah, it's just so like insane. And I remember when I watched this for the first time, I was just... Like I was glad because usually me and my dad talk a lot during movies and I ask a lot of questions. But yes, this, she does. 
intense. Very annoying. <laughs> but this one, you don't want to ask too many questions because you don't yeah, want to. So who done it? You want to figure it out. And because you really don't know, and it's very vague and very dark, and then the ends oh, literally yeah. Yeah, traumatizes and, you. And Gwyneth Paltrow is also in it. We mm-hmm. should add, and she's great. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like the only moment of sunshine in the movie. Yeah, she's uh, just kind of like cooking yeah, and, and being happy. And she has a few jokes, and she's fun, and she's Brad Pitt's wife in the movie, mm-hmm. so. Really cool movie, well scripted, well directed. Uh, what is an alternate theme, Taylor? Hope. Yes. Similar to Shawshank. Yep. The Hemingway quote at the end of the movie is: "The world is a fine place and worth fighting for." And worth fighting for. I agree with the second part. Yeah, that's what uh, Morgan Freeman says at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Brad Pitt's character is hopeful, and he thinks he can change things. Morgan Freeman's character uh, contrastly believes the world, or at least his city, is beyond saving. Yeah. So the two of them are kind of like two different vantage points in the movie. Which I think is... of how to try to solve who's killing all these people. Right, and I was clearly Kevin Spacey's characters like, no, not only is this world awful, I'm going to destroy it myself. Yeah, he's beyond reason. It's not like a villain where you're like, oh, I can see where they're coming from. It's no. very far from that. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, best casting movie. Morgan Freeman. Of course. Now this is the Morgan Freeman episode. That will be the answer to that question. <laughs> uh, worst casting movie. I don't. I didn't even remember this guy before me and my dad said a Richard Roundtree is the district attorney. Right, and he's a good actor. Just he's kind of overacting in this movie. He's got a few lines and parts, but he's just kind of it's over the top sort of. Yeah. Uh, he's like, ah, oh, we'll figure out who this this serial killer is. And we'll make him pay, and it's yeah. just like I said, kind of forgettable. Yeah, <laughs> like the captain is pretty funny. Uh, Morgan Freeman's captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is great. Morgan Freeman's great. So. Brad Pitt. I, yeah, Brad Pitt is really good, actually. So we had to we had to find someone, and sadly, Richard Roundtree is the guy. Uh, memorable quotes, Taylor. I like this quote in particular. I used to. Uh, I believe this is kind of cool. It's Morgan Freeman. He's talking to Brad Pitt, and he says, uh, "I didn't say I was different or better. I'm not. Hell, I sympathize." Apathy is a solution. I mean, it's easier to lose yourself in drugs than it is to cope with life. It's easier to steal what you want than it is to earn it. It's easier to beat a child than to raise it. Hell, love costs. It takes effort and work. And it's I like very wise. it is because <laughs> he's right. You know, everything. Not a lot of things come easy in life. You got to yeah, work for it. Good things. Yeah. Really. So, uh, what's another? One? I like this one. Morgan Freeman was saying how brilliant the guy is. And what does Brad Pitt say? He's a nutbag. Just because he's got a library card doesn't make him Yoda. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. Yeah. And of course, the final line is, what's in the box? <laughs> that's Brad Pitt at the end. What's in the box? So traumatizing, guys. Thank Definitely God didn't see that coming. Yeah, well, thank God they didn't show what's in the box. <laughs> they just told us what's in the you box. You just kind of know. <laughs> but yeah, and just it ends obviously poorly for everyone involved. <laughs> Like all the major characters do not end well. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's interesting that Brad Pitt's character kind of gives Morgan Freeman hope again, and he decides not to retire. Mm-hmm. At least how they left it from the police force, like he mm-hmm. wanted to at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just a really unique movie, but again, uh, shot in a very dark light. It's one of those sort of like Inception almost, where you have like a lot like questions oh, at the end. It'll leave like, you thinking. Yeah, you're just like, okay, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Not really like, oh, everyone's happy and together, no. everyone's dead. Like, it's open for interpretation. <laughs> Trivia. Uh, it's always raining in the movie to give it a sense of dread, which mm-hmm. it definitely has a lot <laughs> yep. alone. You don't even need the rain to feel the dread. Yep. Uh, the only scene where it isn't raining is the finale in the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Another bit of trivia I liked is there. Are, uh, whenever Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman, they show his apartment. He has this metronome that he falls asleep to, and I always thought, why is that in here? Is that just because he's like orderly and very organized as a person? But according to trivia, it's shown uh, as a symbol, uh, symbol of patience, steadiness, and making order from chaos. It also marks the passing of time as Somerset waits and waits, not only to retire but also to figure out who this guy is. Yeah. And it kind of. At the like towards the end movie, he kind of just throws it. He smashes it to the ground because he's just tired of all the chaos. I think. Yeah. And what's another one, too? Uh, the director wanted the credits to look like a killer had written them. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch the opening credits, which is actually the music's done by Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, and uh, it's almost like the opening credits where they show the actors who are in the movie and who wrote it. It's like written with razor blades or something. Like, so terrible. Yeah, Even the credits are extra. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it teaches it, it. It's foreshadowing that you're in for a, a dark ride. Yeah, dark ride for sure. Yeah, but, but, but kids, yeah, uh, or millennials even. <laughs> it's a very dark movie. Yeah. Lots of bad words. Lots of perverted stuff in this movie. Yeah. So. I mean, it's definitely go with caution. One of Brad Pitt's best roles. Oh yeah, he's great. Though he does yeah. a great job. Yep. Uh, sequels. No, and no remakes. According to my dad, don't mess with perfection. <laughs> yeah, me and Taylor were talking about that. There's only been a few good remakes that we could think of. Jumanji is a good one. Uh, Ocean's Eleven was a good one. The key is remake movies that are bad, not yeah. good. Don't remake perfect movies. Yeah. Uh, next movie, Taylor is the Shawshank Redemption yep this came out in I think 95 and it wasn't a big hit it was you know I think it made its budget back maybe a few more did dollars did you see it back then I didn't I didn't see it in the theater the, the preview was weird it didn't really it just showed them in prison it didn't it just looked like a dark movie that you wouldn't want to see it didn't say there was like some great uplifting moment at the end mm-hmm. but yeah what is it about Taylor uh, a middle aged banker uh, is sent to prison for a crime he didn't commit, murdering his wife. Murdering his wife, yeah. which they show at the beginning, like him kind of like sitting out front, like she's having a, an affair and he's sitting out front, like drinking and with a gun yeah. in, in a car. So they. It's not a good start for him. <laughs> they imply that he did it, but it turns out he didn't do it. Yeah. Inside the jail, he becomes the hope and redemption, Shawshank Redemption, yep. for another inmate while going through many trials himself. Yes. And again, this is. Something I felt very awkward watching with my dad. <laughs> well, <he laughs> it's very through, dark. He goes through a lot of, you know, traumatizing abuse, experiences. Not only from the guards, but from other inmates. The warden is like this religious Bible thumping guy, but he's actually pretty corrupt. Yeah, and evil. Yeah. And it's he like kind of hides behind the Bible and yeah, stuff like that. He's like that. a sadist. And uh, yeah, he's just, and then he has Andy doing like monetary schemes, like money laundering for him. Yeah, it's very just, I mean, of course, everyone hears how terrible prison is, and yeah. I don't know if Hollywood is just dramatizing it or uh, anything. It's not a place but, you want to go. Yeah, yeah. but or spend any time. But in. this movie definitely does not make it seem fun or yeah. where friendships are formed. <laughs> so I used to show it to my students though, because it just has so many good lessons in it. And you uh, did. I did. Well, I mean, seniors. In yeah. School, but, <laughs> not uh, the seventh graders. <laughs> no, no, no. I use it for like economics class. But uh, you know what happens at the end? Annie goes through all these trials. But there's somewhere better that's keeping him hopeful and alive through all this awfulness. And we'll get to that here in a minute on the trivia. What's the theme, Taylor? Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. That's right. So. Just like in the movie. Because yeah. there's there's two people in the movie that it's kind of focused on. Obviously, Morgan Freeman's character, Red, who is not hopeful because mm-hmm. he's been in jail for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And Andy, who is hopeful because he knows he didn't do it. And he knows he's going to get out one day. Mm-hmm. So... And then that old guy that Andy's friends with, too. Oh, Brooks. Yeah, yeah that was sad. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. He gets out, and he's 
institutionalized so he can't live on the outside yeah and that's like i feel like that was an extra thing that they didn't really have to include but i'm glad that they did because it was just like a really powerful thing because there are a lot of people that like get out of like institutions like jail or or even mental hospitals or the army that don't know what to what right? to do no, after that's they a great get out. point that's a great point yeah like they don't know how to act once they're out of these institutions and it was just really sad seeing like this old man who then ends who up, basically had ptsd because he was in prison for so long and then ends up killing himself because of like all the stuff he endured and he just couldn't face it like in the real world so it's definitely really deep with that <laughs> we're so cheering this episode yeah i know <laughs> if you guys just skip to the end of previous episode okay yeah, you cheering yeah. but uh what's another theme of this movie though? Uh, not everyone in prison is guilty, which... Which we find out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, film critic Roger Ebert stated that uh, Shawshank Redemption is an allegory for maintaining one's feelings of self-worth when placed in a hopeless position. Uh, Andy's integrity is an important theme of the story, especially in prison where integrity is lacking. Uh, the main character, Tim Robbins, Taylor, mm-hmm. uh, Dufresne, what, is he, what, is, what does the actor think? What, what is Tim Robbins? Um, what did he say? He said that the concept of beach at the end resonates with audiences because it represents a form of escape that can be achieved after surviving in many years within whatever jail fi- someone finds themselves right. in. Right, jail being, quotes, so a jail could be a bad relationship or a bad job or just mm-hmm. a bad environment. So That is like what most things what people think of when they think escape they think let's escape to like an island or something well, like that with yeah. a beach you and know in the movie he wants to get to Zuataneo which is like a little town in uh, Mexico on the Pacific Ocean and I think what he's saying is like all all people need that kind of end goal to get to to get out of something awful yeah. so if you're in a bad relationship or a bad job you need to have something envisioned in your mind that you want to get to that's like why hope is so important like yep. in this movie you know best casting Morgan Freeman. That's right. Again, That's Morgan, right. it's secretly a Morgan Freeman episode, yeah. guys. He narrates a movie, and uh, it's, it's actually the first movie he narrated. Um, Which but, is cool, because it's from mainly Andy's point of view. Yeah. So, you know? Yeah, and uh, he does a good job as Red. But the guy who plays the warden, uh, the actor's name is Bob Gunton. He's been in a lot of movies. He's like a sporting actor, but he's really, really good. He does a good job being corrupt. <laughs> yeah, and just angry, and, and uh, he just really takes advantage of his prisoners. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's Cassie move? Uh, Gil Bellows as Tommy Williams. Again, yeah. someone I didn't even really remember that Yeah, much. he's like the guy, the young kid who helps Andy find out that he can get out of jail because he was, had a jail. He's a cellmate with another guy who admitted to the crime that Andy was charged with. And the warden actually has Tommy killed by the guards you know, pretending to escape. They just shoot him with a gun. So that way, like, he could keep Keep Andy, Andy and, and his money. Keeping, yeah, you know, it's which so is terrible. Yeah, so... He's okay. I haven't seen Gil Bellows and anything else, but uh, I think a more experienced actor could have done more of that role. In fact, in the trivia, they said that uh, Brad Pitt was who they had in mind for the role, but uh, they couldn't get him. Yeah. Uh, memorable quotes, Taylor. You could start. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah this, is, uh, this comes up in the movie a lot. I guess it comes down to a simple choice, really. Get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Uh, this is uh, another quote. From Morgan Freeman. This is after Andy's escaped the prison. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Taylor. It makes me sad though, Andy being gone. I have to remind myself that some birds aren't meant to be caged. Their feathers are just too bright. And when they fly away, the part of you that knows it was a sin to lock them up does rejoice. But still, the place you live in is that much more drab and empty after they're gone. Yeah, and I think. Dark. <laughs> well, I think that really say anything. Like maybe you had a friend growing up and they moved away and you miss them a lot. Or you have a boyfriend that left. Or 
someone at your job who you really enjoy took another job and then that makes your your job more drab and boring yeah so i think that relates to a lot of situations like where you had someone you really cared about and then they either moved away or you lost that friend mm-hmm. so yeah i think that's a good quote and then this is my favorite this is bob gunton the the uh mm-hmm. warden after andy's escape he's yelling at all the guards and he uh he realizes that andy had that poster that he dug through yeah. that he didn't realize and he goes I want him found. Not tomorrow, not after breakfast, now. And then he's really mad. He's, not only does he have an escaped convict, uh, he has one that knows all of his secrets, has access to all of his money. So I'm sure the warden was freaking out. Yeah. And he eventually ends up committing suicide. Yeah. And I mean, it, you are like cheering for Andy, though, because usually when you think of like people that escape prison, you don't really think of good people, you yeah. know? But you really like, feel bad for Andy because he, that's why he did it. He realized that. No, that was, was the only way. Out. Yeah, that was the only way he was gonna get out. Yeah. Is and then the with the warden not there anymore. I yep. mean, yep. Uh, trivia Taylor. Uh, I didn't know this, but I guess Stephen King has considered this to be one of his favorite film ap- adaptations based on his own work. And right. I was like, even above The Shining. Yeah, wow. and, and Stand by Me and Carrie and he, I mean, he, the guy has done dozens of adaptations. Yeah. So for him to pick this one as one of his favorites, that's pretty cool. Must say a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next bit of trivia is despite being widely considered as one of the greatest movies of all time, it didn't receive a single Oscar win, it which is ridiculous. Snubbed. Ridiculous. It was nominated for seven, including Best Picture. So, oh, I want to know who else won this year if uh, no one else won. Like, I don't that's know. insane. Who won Best Picture over this is ridiculous. Because the next trivia point. Yeah. Despite the film's box office failure, Warner Brothers shipped 320,000 rental copies to the U.S. video stores. A figure a spokesman freely admitted was out of whack with the film's performance in theaters. The film be- became the most rented video of 1995 and one of the highest grossing video rentals of all time. Yeah, I remember when it first came out, we used to rent it and watch it all the time. And the first time I saw it, your mind's blown. Yeah. Like he gets out of prison the way he did it. Yeah. And then he and gets... just how corrupt and terrible it is in there. Like... Well, and not only that, he gets like all this money from the warden. Mm-hmm. He gets to the beach that he wants yeah. to get to and Morgan Freeman gets out. Mm-hmm. So it's like all the things you want to happen and it's a long move it's like three hours two and a half hours long yeah. uh they happen at the end so yeah so cool. at least there's a happy ending in this one i'm like seven yeah it's not a happy Nothing happened. Yeah. uh sequels taylor no thank goodness once again don't mess with perfection right but you can read the novella from stephen king if you want it's slightly different uh it's rita hayworth and the shawshank redemption uh and it's not exactly like the book but you, you get the gist. similar things yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are our new two favorite. I would say Shawshank Redemption is my top five. It's movies one of your of favorite oh, movies. It's so anytime good. it's on, he watches it, even though he's seen it a million times. Yeah, well, just the acting's great. The attention to detail is great. Cause mm-hmm. It takes place in the forties, fifties, and sixties, like over in a period of time because Andy's in jail like nineteen years. Yeah. Uh, so just the attention to detail. Uh, the prison that they're in and the acting is su- superb. Mm-hmm. Uh, the captain of the guards, Hadley, who's like this angry, yeah, crazy man who beats everyone up. He's great. So just well done on that movie, Hollywood. Both of these are definitely worth your time. Oh. And if you're looking for yeah. twists and turns that you even you can't predict, then I definitely recommend these movies. Oh, yeah. One of our, uh, two of our favorites, yeah. actually. So mm-hmm. thank you for listening. And we'll try and be more cheery yeah, next time. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll be more uplifting next time. So thank you for listening, guys.